And very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Reds got together for the middle game of their three-game weekend series. The Marlins' ace, Sandy Alcantara, went to the mound, bidding for his eighth win of the season. He went opposite of the young right-hander for the Reds, right-hander Vladimir Gutierrez. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. A good night all around for the Marlins tonight. They beat the Cincinnati Reds 6-1. to one. They strike for five in the first, never look back. Sandy Alcantara took it from there, one of his finest outings in a season full of very fine outings here in 2021 for the best the Marlins have on the mound. Picks up his eighth win, rings up 12 Ks, a new career high. As in their sixth attempt, the Marlins finally get win number one against these Cincinnati Reds. Uh, contra pitching against Vladimir, Guerrero, uh, Vladimir Gutierrez in a rematch of a 3-1 Reds victory last Sunday in Cincinnati. Sandy pitched a scoreless top of the first inning, couple of strikeouts, setting the tone for the night. And in the bottom of the first, the Marlins pounced on Gutierrez, who threw seven terrific innings against Miami last weekend, three hits and just one run. A very different outing for him here tonight. Miguel Rojas got things started with a single. Jazz Chisholm singled. Jesus Aguilar reached on catcher's interference, loading the bases with nobody out. A chance to strike first for Jorge Alfaro. Jorge Alfaro, he reaches out and he bloops one into right field, down for a base hit. Rojas scores. Chisholm wave. Castellanos fires to the plate. It's cut off by Votto. Throw to third where Aguilar is out. But two runs are in, and the Marlins strike first tonight, finally against the Reds. They go up 2-0 on a broken bat, single that time by Jorge Alfaro. Well, Faro would steal second base. He's now eight for nine stealing bags this year. He'd go to third on an infield single by Brian Anderson. So the Marlins were cruising along, leading 2 nothing. It meant at first and third, there was still only one out in that first inning. The one out came on the bases. It was a rough start for Vladimir Gutierrez, about to get a lot rougher as the rookie right fielder, Jesus Sanchez, climbed in. At first base, only one out. There's a ball rocketed a long way. Deep right center field. Goodbye. Three-run homer. It's a five-run first for the Marlins. Jesus Sanchez, number five on the year. That one traveled 443 feet. Brian De La Cruz would follow with a single. Alex Jackson is single before finally Gutierrez get the last two outs. Sandy Alcantara on a sack bunt. And Miguel Rojas, the 10th man to bat in the first inning, a fly ball to right. It was a 35-pitch first for Gutierrez. And at the end of the first inning, the Marlins had a 5-0 lead here tonight. Sandy with a 1-2-3 second in the top of the third. Allowed a leadoff hit to Max Schrock, who was sacrificed to second by the pitcher Gutierrez. A single by Jonathan India put Reds runners at first and third. Trying to mount a comeback with the red-hot Tyler Naquin coming up. Schrock scores. India held it third on a double by Naquin. Throw behind India, and he just does get back in there safely. It's a 5-1 game for Naquin. Now a 17-game hitting streak, and he is 12 out of 21 against the Marlins. Well, that's as close as the Reds would get. Nick Castellanos would then strike out, and after a walk to Joey Votto, the only walk allowed in seven by Sandy tonight, Mike Moustakis struck out to end that third inning. Sandy Lab back-to-back, one-out hits to Barnhart and Schrock, the seven and eight men in the fourth inning. But then he got on a roll. He struck out the pitcher, Gutierrez. That was, at that point, his sixth strikeout in the game. Struck out Jonathan India, punch out number seven. Into the fifth, Marlins leading five to one. Tyler Naquin struck out. That's eight Ks at that point for Alcantara. 
After Castellanos grounded out into the shift 4-3, to three, Joey Votto went down swinging. Punch out number 9 for Alcantara through just five innings tonight, pitching with a 5-1 lead. At that point, Sandy had retired five in a row. He made it six straight on a Moustakis fly ball to center, leading off the sixth inning. Kyle Farmer popped his second for the second out. And then with two outs and nobody on in the sixth, Sandy faced Tucker Barnhart. Two outs, nobody on. It'll be one-two pitch to Barnhart. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Sandy Alcantara with another 10K game. And how about Tucker Barnhart breaking his bat over his knee in frustration as the Reds go one, two, three in the sixth. Sandy cruising along with a 5-1 lead. That's a Ken Caminetti move by Barnhart. Wow. The great former Padres third baseman, Caminetti, who made that famous snapping a bat over his knee, making it look easy. I've tried it a couple of times. It never worked for me. Uh, in the bottom of the sixth, the frustration would mount for the Reds after the starter, Gutierrez, was gone. Three innings, seven hits, five runs, no walks, a couple of strikeouts, a hit batsman and a home run allowed, 66 pitches, 39 strikes. Tony Santian hung zeros in the fourth and fifth inning despite allowing three hits and two walks over those two innings. But in the sixth with Amir Garrett in, Jazz Chisholm led off with a double, his third hit of the night. He finished three for five, his first ever big league three-hit game. Jesus Aguilar lined to left for the first out, but with Jazz at second, up stepped Jorge Alfaro. There goes Jazz for third. The pitch is blasted to left center field. Schrock going back into the alley. Turns, watches, plays it off the wall. Jazz around third. He's going to score on an Alfaro double, and it's 6-1 Marlins. That was our score into the seventh. Max Schrock, a fly ball to center for the first out. He was the ninth straight red set down by Alcantara. He would make a 10 in a row, striking out the pinch hitter, Tyler Stevenson. That was Sandy's 11th K. Remember, Sunday in Cincinnati, struck out 11 for the first time in his career. Now he had matched his career high with punch out number 11 for the second out in the seventh. But Sandy was not done counting. Two outs, nobody on in the seventh. He got ahead of the second baseman, Jonathan India. The one-two, India swing and a miss. Sandy Alcantara with his first career 12 strikeout game. Sandy cruising along through seven tonight against the Reds. So 23 punch outs his last two times out. How about that? Sandy now has retired 11 in a row. That's 23 Ks in 14 innings in his last two outings, both against these Reds. The 12 strikeout game is a Marlins team season high. The last Marlins pitcher to strike out 12 or more in an outing was Dan Straley in 2017, April 22nd in San Diego. He struck out 14 Padres over seven in that one. That would be the end of the night for Alcantara. Seven innings, six hits, one run, one walk, 12 strikeouts, a new career high, 98 pitches, 75 strikes as Sandy lowers his season earned run average to 3.27 tonight. For Sandy, remember he had that one really rough outing against the Rockies at Coors Field in Denver. Allowed 10 runs on 10 hits in three and two-thirds innings back on August 6th. Of those 10 runs, eight of them came in the fourth inning alone. Well, he's now made four starts since. And in his last four outings, how about a 124 earned run average? He's worked at least seven innings each of the last four times out. In those four games, 29 innings, only 19 hits and only four runs. Four runs in his last four starts after giving up 10 in the one outing against the Rockies. And in the last four starts, six walks to go along with 37 strikeouts, averaging 11.5 strikeouts per nine innings over these last four games. Alcantara magnificent tonight. 
He would hand that 6-1 lead to the bullpen. Richard Blyer pitched around a hit in the eighth inning, got a double play from Joey Votto to end it. Then in the ninth, Ross Detweiler trying to wrap up the Marlins' victory. He struck out Estrubel Cabrera, who'd come on after Mike Moustakis left the game due to injury. Have not gotten an official word of Moustakis, though, from the Reds. Kyle Farmer, a fly ball to the center for the second out. Tucker Barnhart doubled, keeping the Reds' hopes alive, but down 6-1 with a man at second, two outs in the ninth. The Reds' last chance was pinch hitter Eugenio Suarez. Detweiler ready with the 3-2, and it's taken for strike three, called, and the Marlins win. For the first time in six tries this season against the Reds, the Marlins in the win column. They scored five in the first tonight, never looked back. Kelly, one of those nights where they put it all together, Alcantara on the mound, the early offense, Marlins get a W. So nice to see the Marlins supporting Sandy Alcantara. It's been so difficult for them to put runs on the board for him. Not tonight. Tonight, they give him six, and they get him the win after a spectacular performance. Once again, back-to-back against the Reds. This time, 12 strikeouts. He keeps them off balance. It's a beautiful job mixing his pitches, and the Marlins have a chance to win the series tomorrow. And not tonight for the Reds. A 15-strikeout performance for Marlins pitching tonight, which matches the team season high. Marlins struck out 15 Phillies in Philadelphia May 20th, struck out 15 Blue Jays in Buffalo June 2nd, struck out 15 Nationals here at Lone Depot Park on June 24th. Tonight, a contra with 12 strikeouts, Richard Blyer 1, Ross Detweiler 2. So Sandy did most of the heavy lifting as the Marlins punch out 15 on their way to a 6-1 victory over the Reds. For Miami, six runs on 12 hits, no errors. They strand seven. The Reds with a run on eight hits, one error. They leave nine in the game. Alcantara, the winner, eight and 12, seven innings, six hits, one run, one walk, a dozen Ks, 98 pitches, 75 strikes. Vladimir Gutierrez hung with the loss. He's nine and five. He'd been a red hot pitcher coming in. Time of the ballgame tonight, three hours even. Marlins with the victory, improved to 54 and 76. Now back above 500 at home, 33 and 32. Marlins are three and two on this homestand, two and one against the Nationals. Now one and one against the Reds, with the rubber game set for 110 tomorrow. For those Reds who had won six of eight coming in, they dropped to 71 and 60 on the season. Now 35 and 31 away from home. All right, a real nice atmosphere in Marlins' victory at Lone Depot Park last night. Let's keep it rolling. Marlins beat the Reds six to one. Let's hear from Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Donnie with Sandy, obviously the new career high in strikeouts, the slider change of fastball, everything is working for him. Do you feel like this was one of the strongest starts that you've seen from Sandy this season? Well, it's it's one of those, right? That last one was pretty good too. Uh, since he's kind of matched these guys two times in a row and uh, obviously really, really good both times. I thought he had to work harder tonight, uh, honestly. Um you know, and sometimes you, you always worry about giving a guy a, all of a sudden he gets a lead like that and it's, it's early in that club, you know, they're not going to quit. Uh, they're in a hunt. They're in the hunt. They're going to keep having team at bats. It's going to be a battle all the way through the night. And, um, but I thought he was, I thought he's great. And then even with the five run lead, I mean, he stayed aggressive, but how nice was it, especially considering Sandy always doesn't, you know, doesn't always have the run support uh, just for him to be able to pitch with a lead. Yeah, I thought it was obviously big to be able to get him out there and give him a lead. Uh, he had the one little 
it felt like he just took his foot off the gas just for a second in the third inning, and he ended up getting himself out of that jam. After that, it, it seemed like it just – he was cruising after that. So, obviously, the first, you know, Miggy and, and Jazz getting that thing going. Um, uh, you know, Georgie basically putting the ball in play, right? He got rewarded for putting the ball in play, which was great. Uh, you know, and then Jesus with, the, you know, obviously a big – Georgie actually a good base running, too, from second. Uh, you know, he steals a bag, and then it's on the play from, from Andy, gets the third. And then Jesus gets us that quick three. Uh, thought it was huge. Let's go to Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Donnie. Third inning, bases loaded, two outs. Sandy gets out of the getting out of the jam there, and then basically after the fourth, he gives him two singles, just cruising at the end. Do you see him anything change from him in that back half of the start where I think he retired? I think it was the last eleven out there. No, I mean I think his stuff was good all day. It all it always is, and like I said, that third when he gets out of that jam. Um, after that, it seemed like it, it was kind of on because you really think about it in third, you know, they got the bases loaded. It's, it's five, one at that point, I think. And, you know, they're right there. It's, it's early in the game. Somebody gets a hit right there or five, three, and we got a long way to go. Uh, but him getting out of that jam was huge. And then he's able to, you know, cruise after that pretty much. Cena. Donnie, I'm just curious, you know, a night like this, it's, you know, one of those heritage nights. Do, does it feel different, like atmosphere and um, whether it's coincidence or not, but three of the Dominican guys had a great night off Dominican heritage. I think this is what our crowd should feel like. Honestly, I think it should feel like this with the horn. I don't even know what that thing is. They shake, but I mean, that we should be handing those out when they walk in the door. Uh, I'm serious. That, that That's more of a, that's a fun atmosphere. It feels like that's our environment. Right. And and that was great tonight. You know, so maybe we have Dominican night every night. <laughs> so that because that was that was fun to hear. It felt like winter ball a little bit. Uh, it, it was that was a great that was a great crowd. Steve Wine. Don, do you see Sandy being a, a strikeout pitcher or, or to what extent do you see him being a strikeout pitcher over the long haul? No, he will be. And, and I think we're seeing it more and more. Uh, as he has learned to combine his stuff and sequence his pitches. Uh, you know, when he first came up, he didn't get many punch outs. It was a lot of two seam um, and, and, you know, a lot of ground balls, one side of the plate. Uh, you know, he's added the slider. He's added the change. He uses the four seamer up. I mean, he gets the ball to both sides of the plate. This is just an evolution of a guy that's, this guy's a beast. You know, this is six, seven, eight innings, just about every time out. And I know he's had a couple of hiccups during the course of the year, but this dude's an animal. I mean, this is a horse. And uh, it's it's going to keep getting better and better. Daniel? Yeah, Donnie, in that first inning, uh, Jazz didn't get the call in that fourth, in, in the fourth pitch of that at bat. And then when when – uh, and then the next pitch is what it was in the, in the exact same location, and he drove the ball to to left field, and then Alfaro uh, did kind of uh, the same thing, but to right field. So, why did you see in those at bats, and, and how important was uh, that for for them and for you at the beginning? No, Jazz is well. He hit that ball good, and you know, Jazz has got. I've, I've said it all year long. Uh, he's he's going to benefit from the automated strike zone if that comes next year because he's usually not wrong. 
you know, when he, when he thinks the ball's out or in or, or whatever, he's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty close. And uh, so, you know, obviously then he, he finished out the at bat. I think this is going to be maturity for him to kind of continue to grind, you know, a strike. You don't need to get overly emotional about one pitch or one strike. Just keep, just keep going. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. Um, you know, Georgie's a bat I like because, you know, he chased the slider, chased the slider. I think he fouls off the slider. And then he stays out there and, and puts the ball in play, right? And he got rewarded for putting the ball in play. It wasn't a bullet or anything. But the battle of, of putting a ball in play, that's the value of that. Uh, and it was, it's good to see guys get rewarded when they have that fight um, and, and, again, get rewarded for putting a ball in play. Jess, you have another one? Yeah, thanks, Jason. Just wanted to ask about Jesus Sanchez. I mean, we know the power is there, but that home run in the first inning, is that just a good glimpse uh, at what he's capable of when he can really tap into that power? No, the power is there. This is a big, strong kid. And, um, yeah, he's – I mean, there's a, there's a lot there. And um, so he continues to shorten his route to the ball. There's some areas they go to now that expose him. Uh, if he can continue to shorten that route and and get a hold of that, they're, they're not going to have anywhere to go. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that process goes. You know, obviously it's improved from last year to this year. Um, you know, there's a little ways to go, I think, with that route. But if he gets that, then they're not going to have anywhere to go with it. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 6-1 beat down to the Reds in game two last night. That sets up a rubber match this afternoon at 110, a game that will feature Jesus Luzardo and Tyler Maley. We're on the air at 1240 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.